Okay, we have our next guest, and I am going to give her a small introduction. She had a Negan bat on her desk when I was working with her. Wait. <laughs> An actual Negan bat. If you know not, what that's about, that's what you Oh, no. She had that a thing, Negan bat. Not the and, thing that took my favorite character, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, man. For real. She also has been down to talk about Marvel and DC every single time I wanted to come to the desk or lunchtime. And it was just dope. And because of her, I saw Spider-Verse early before anyone else. We have Ali in the lockdown yard. Welcome, Welcome, Ali. Oh, thank you. What a touching intro. (laughs) Funny story that that uh, Negan bat is now in the bin, sadly. Um, Our old office that Charles is referencing has relocated since I've left the company and I was notified by my boss that she had thrown the bat out as nobody Ooh, wanted it. Was so. it still there? I could, have, I could have claimed that. I didn't know it was still there. Yeah, oh, apparently it's just sitting there on everyone's way for a year. So I'm Aww. glad that its memory will live on now forever via your podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to think about Lucille. I don't want to think about Lucille. It, Trauma, that episode of The Walking Dead traumatized me so much. When, um, well, spoiler alert, <laughs> when Glenn died. <laughs> so, yeah. I so, don't care about Lucille like that. <laughs> I've actually never watched The Walking Dead, which is why I'm sitting here in an awkward silence. Uh, I <laughs> realize how dilettantish this is of me to have like a prop from the film without having ever watched the show. But um, just had to confess to that. Straight up. Nah, you should definitely watch it. It's such a quality show, honestly. I think it's come back as well. Oh, it has? Well, it's come back in quality in terms of, like, my opinion. Like, it dropped off around, like, just after Glenn's death. And then I think it's the new concept is that you have zombies. There aren't zombies. Actually, humans just wearing the skins of zombies. And because of that, you don't know what's a real zombie or who's, like, a human who's got a knife. I'm just like, that's a that's a terrifying concept. That's why I mean it's kind of come back. The only thing I think when I when I hear that is how bad must the smell be to be <laughs> to be wearing the skin of zombies, rotten flesh, by the way. Oh, <laughs> and they just act like it's just it's normal. Have either of you watched Army of the Dead? Yes, <laughs> I, I started it. I need to finish it, but. I'm hearing really bad things, and it wasn't <laughs> off to the... Now, me personally, I, I love those kind of films. As Charles knows, I love these zombie kind of films where it's apocalyptic and it's humanity having to survive and make it to the end. I love these kind of films. Army of the Dead. I, know, I really enjoyed it. I Yeah, I sing its praises. Maybe I need to finish it, but I've only seen the first 10 minutes and I fell asleep. Not because it's, it's a terrible film or anything. It's just I was tired. I'm, you know, getting old, so I'll okay. I'll get to finishing it. Maybe I'll have the same opinion as you, or I don't know, Charles. What do you think of it? I actually had fun with it. It wasn't something I, I had to take too seriously because I it's actually not like I just know it's going to be like mm. slow mo and explosions yep. and fights, <laughs> and it's just going to be like fun while you're watching it. So I was like, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I had fun yeah, with look, it. I've seen it get a lot of hate, but then. <laughs> Would it really be a Zack Snyder film if you didn't hate it on the first watch? So, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued in another episode of The Lockdown Yard. 
I'm just inviting myself back before I've even passed the first step. But (laughs) it's it's always good to have people come back, and you're definitely like one. We definitely want to come back. Definitely, you are here on a very, very special episode because you know as well as I do that my cousin here on my right. I'm I'm imagining you on my right. (laughs) right. (laughs) Why am I your right? (laughs) Does not like horror that much at all. And I actually forgot which kind of horror he didn't like. And I, it turns out it was this one. You lied to me. I actually forgot. I thought it was like um, alien stuff he didn't like or monster stuff. But I didn't think it was the like the paranormal kind of one that freaked you out the most. Yes, I'm traumatized. <laughs> I haven't slept since. I watched it oh yesterday. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. apologize I don't know why. <laughs> I just thought for some reason that you both liked horror. I mean, it's... You know, if you both like zombie things, I just assumed. But uh... no, I mean, I watch it and stuff. I mean, I'm a film fan first and foremost, so I watch it. Just you've seen horrors before, yeah. Yeah, I've seen one, and I love horrors anyway, so I'm good. Okay, few. Okay, well, as long as it was one out of two, (laughs) and few was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, he'd be fine. We'll carry you, Nana. Don't worry, we'll make it through this. (laughs) All right, um... I trust you. So, um. Ali, would you like to introduce the film a little bit? Yes, of course. So today we're talking about Host, which was released in July 2020. Um, It's a found footage horror film that was conceived, filmed and released within a 12-week window during the original lockdown in the UK. Um, It's directed by Rob Savage and written by Rob Savage, Gemma Hurley and Jed Shepard. Um, And then a little bit about the film is that it all takes place inside of a computer screen, as it were, in that this takes the form of a screen recording. It follows a group of six friends, all living in lockdown, who decide to spice up their social Zoom gathering by inviting a medium and hosting a virtual seance together. Um, So, yeah, that's a very top line summary of the film I thought would be an interesting one to bring to you guys just because it's so unique in kind of how it was made and I feel like there are a lot of themes that are very interesting to discuss um, as well as how the production was done. Let me just say for a podcast called The Lockdown Yard how fitting is it to have a film filmed on Zoom yes. <laughs> being discussed on it? This was Absolutely. an accident. In the midst of lockdown. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And it's should crazy. Have, we should have started off with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it made me think of it because we're each recording our respective audio at home right now. And host itself, the actors were all filming mm. their own parts on their laptops, and then it was kind of mm. very cleverly edited together. So yes, I thought it would make a good fit for my favorite Oof. podcast. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got me blushing. <laughs> the, this film actually reminded me of. Have you seen Searching? Yes, yeah. love Searching. Yes, this film kind of re- how it was shot reminded me of Searching because that was all filmed. Well, mostly part part of it was you know, live action away from screens, but there was a large chunk of it filmed through text messaging. And I messaging that kind of thing. So mm. yeah, it reminded me of that a lot. And paranormal activity, obvious oh, parallels there. Have but, either of you watched yeah. Unfriended? Yeah, you have. Yeah, I've seen that. 
I, I, I know you. I know what you're thinking. For a guy who claims he doesn't like horrors, you sure have seen a lot of horrors. Yeah, see, you, you secret <laughs> little fan. I mean, I, I'm gonna watch him. I'm not gonna enjoy it because it scares me. I'm gonna watch him. So. Why do you watch it if you don't enjoy it? Stockholm syndrome. Wow, it's very admirable. <laughs> Pushing yeah. your boundaries. Yeah, so, uh, did you? I wanted to ask. Like speaking of the format, mm. I wanted to ask you both. What screen did you watch this film on? Did you watch it alone? What was the kind of setting in which you experienced host? It was a dark and stormy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was raining down. Everyone was going, the sky was going like, it was sunny, then it was like cold, and it was sunny, then it was cold. It was one of those days I watched it, and the rain was just perfect in the background, and I had like my LED lights in the background on my big TV, and just watched it while the thunder was going in the background honestly it was so good it was such a good like way to watch it i don't think i could have watched it in a better setting nice that's really nice. descriptive nice was that that's gonna totally shit on my uh watching experience because i, I just watched it with the lights on yeah <laughs> <laughs> i had to i had to balance it off you know i'm scared by these films so i have to create a setting where the environment around it doesn't enhance what i'm trying to watch the opposite of that. <laughs> but yeah, I just watched it on a, on a well yesterday morning. Just decided to watch it and see what it was like. And there's no special setting, no LED lights or anything. Just straight up. Let's watch this film. Let's see what the host is about. Need to upgrade your setup, bro. Well, I, I asked because I've watched this movie a few times. Um Never on a laptop, though, so I was curious. I mean, I know that you're both film fans, so I thought it was highly unlikely that either of you would watch it on a laptop screen, but I feel like that experience would be very interesting given it's like a Zoom film. Mm, But I've watched it at home on my TV a few times, and then I've also watched it a couple of times in the cinema. Um, They did a couple of special screenings. I guess it would have been... When did we kind of go back into the world the first time? Maybe like November or something? Yeah, I think um, that was the first time. And there were like casting creator Q&As and that was just such a different, my oh, response nice. to the film was so different in that setting to kind of watching it at home in isolation in the same yeah. kind of headspace as the characters would have been in. Um, and I found yeah. that very interesting. So which one, which was better? You watching it at home on your laptop or the cinema experience? I feel like it was... It was probably much scarier at home. And, you know, I will preface not saying, like, I'm so brave or whatever, but I very rarely get scared by horror films, I think, because I watch a lot of them and I'm interested in, like, the craft of it, so I know I'm watching a movie. But this one just felt so real to me and so relatable Mm -hmm. that then when it does get scary, it really got me. So even watching it um, a couple of nights ago in preparation for this, I was kind of shocked at how much the jump scares and I'm not usually into jump scares either I should say but I was like really shaken by it and I guess it's just because you can really really relate to the characters I mean they're super authentic um Mm -hmm. I can I can imagine that happening to someone like just being that bored in lockdown not being able to see your friends and it's like you know what let's do some virtual stuff that you wouldn't normally do because the world wouldn't be open and I think that's what really intrigued me about this film a lot it's so relatable like you just said Literally, I was about to say the same thing. Very relatable. We've all been on Zoom calls. We've all been through the process of setting it up and you know testing your audio. And I love how they showed all of that. 
the exact mm. same buttons and sequences we go through. It's like, damn. And I've got to say, it was very well acted. Yes. At one point, mm. I actually thought these were, well, they weren't acted. It was, I literally thought these were just volunteers. People. Yeah, it's just real people doing this experiment sort of thing. But man, I loved how they showed the process of setting up the Zoom call and then people dropping connection and coming back. It's like the, the exact same things we've all experienced if you've been in the Zoom call. So yeah. Totally. And I feel like for me, it, it kind of, it does draw you into that illusion of believing that you're actually part of the call yourself. Like you, f- yep. you feel like you're in the group and it's, I, I guess it's because we've had to believe in that illusion ourselves, like getting really deep to get through the past year. It's like, we've had to take this screen interaction as a substitute for real human interaction. And so, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So who were your favorite characters? Oh man. They all they all just pretty much like end up the same way in one yeah. way or another. <laughs> I will say the one who lives, but um <laughs> who was that? <laughs> How about no one? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I, um, I like I like Gemma. I like Gemma. Although it was kind of her fault. Actually, you know what? Whose fault is it? I'll get I'll get back to the favorite yeah, character. I have a theory about whose fault it is. Um, I would say my favorite character was uh, Teddy, even though. Like, oh yeah. Oh no. you know, That's just me. <laughs> what a way to go. <laughs> no, not because of the way he went. Just because that would be me. I'll drop out and drop back in and make a joke and then be like, "Yo, what's up, guys?" And then I wouldn't know what <laughs> devastation has happened behind this <laughs> in this call. <laughs> the thing about Teddy is, it took him way too long to realize something was up. He joined in a few empty screens. He saw someone crying. Like, okay, I would have been quicker. I would have been quicker on the tape because I'm predisposed to horror. I just know the signs. <laughs> no one talking, a looping video. These are like the trademark things to look for. Mm. Oh, that looping video is so horrible. It's so <laughs> haunting. I didn't expect it the first time. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but yes, Teddy, I love that. That's one of my favorite lines in the movie. Every time when he comes back and he's like, so that Salen was an interesting character, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. They, they, they did so many things that just made easy wins. It's like we were taking shots every time she says, uh, Astro Plane or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, again, that would be me. I, I, I hate to be that guy, but I feel a part of me would just be like, I have to make this interesting because I don't want to believe in it too much. I don't want to believe in it too much, Ali. <laughs> I think you were going to ask me a question earlier. It was like, would I do it? Am I right? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you whether you would. If I said to you now, hey, well, I've got a medium on the other line. Let's try it out. I feel uh, like a hell no. <laughs> it's um, straight up like my no. response to My response would be like, it's going to sound like I'm hanging up, but... <laughs> and then that's it gone <laughs> gone um, well, there's one thing I missed at the start why were they actually doing the seance was it just out of boredom yeah I, I thought so and it's interesting because I really want to come back to your question about whose fault was it because yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure it's the fault of the person who suggested doing a seance in thank the beginning you. thank you <laughs> I would agree with that however it was kind of smooth sailing until Gemma did her thing. <laughs> she pretended I'm team Gemma all the way. Up. <laughs> Straight up. I stick with what you said. It's Haley's fault, man. She shouldn't have messed around with this stuff. She doesn't know anything about. 
I'm so paranoid about this stuff, <laughs> man. No, that Salen, she, she seemed re- Is it Salen? Yeah. Yeah, Salen. She seems so calm and I didn't, I didn't suspect anything sinister from her at all, except for when she dropped from the call and then just didn't come back. But well, before that, she was, I like how she spoke and she just seemed pretty easy, easy going. Mm. So she's, she makes you feel at ease. She's really experiencing this. She's telling you the do's and do nots. I was like, okay, cool. It's a, it's a weird activity coming up, but she seems cool about it. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw there was a theory online that because Salem walks away when she gets, there's someone at the door and then she comes back. And I, I think there's a small community on the internet that believes that when she comes back, it's not, in fact, Salem. But has she been possessed? But I don't know. I rewatched it. I was like, I don't personally believe that. But if you want to. Oh, I'm thinking about it now. And I'm not going to dismiss that. (laughs) It makes sense. It kind of does. I was listening to an interview with Gemma Hurley. Not Gemma in the film, but one of the writers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She was just saying, like, this amazingly astute point that Zoom basically puts a magnifying glass on social dynamics and existing tensions. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, this awkwardness of only one person can speak at a time. And, and so I loved that in this film, Mm -hmm. like the Mm -hmm. social hierarchy of the women and like Gemma versus Haley. And then I noticed rewatching it that like when it all kicks off, basically something I hadn't noticed before, Haley's like, Oh, I think I, I felt a hand on my shoulder and then that's when Gemma cuts in and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, like I can't breathe. And it's because like they're competing for the limelight, which I found was a really interesting dynamic oh, for the characters. Yeah. I like that. I didn't notice that at all. That's such a good like way of doing that. It's like, look at me, look it at was... me. <laughs> she's oh, genius. Like, one thing I, I really noticed when I start the film was how short it was this was one of the shortest films i've ever seen for a feature length film i think it's under an hour it's like 57 mm. minutes or something like that minutes, yeah. that was a really short film and that i like i kind of like it because you know no pacing issues it's just straight into straight it into this is what it. we're going to do this is the seance all right and here's things going wrong and bam film ends so did it feel a bit too short to you guys, or was it the perfect, perfect length of film? I found it easy to watch this way. I think watching it in that short amount of time was just like I don't need to focus on too many details until I watch it again, like Ali's done. Like I can just watch it here and now. It's the film, just short and sweet. I liked it. It worked for mm. me. I agree. I like that it was kind of really tight and really lean, and I think also. Because it was all shot during lockdown, I think the crew, they really embraced the limitations of that, as in like they were really sparing with the stunts and the effects and it just Mm -hmm. feels really considered and like there's no fat on it. And I like that the format of it being the length of a free Zoom call, I just think that's really clever. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. this must have been so cheap to film and produce relatively. I yeah, don't, I don't have the exact exact figure for the budget, but it must have been. Must have That's been. a good question. I wonder. I want to look that up now. I mean, there yeah, were. I'm going to find out soon. Yeah, find out. That would be interesting to know. Um, the fact it was shot in twelve weeks as well. 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like 12 weeks from them, have, if it's to be believed, from them mm. having the idea to it being delivered to Shudder, which is where the film premiered. Oh, yeah, Shudder. So it must have been shot, like, super quickly. I was going to say, there's only one film I've known to be shot faster, which was kind of grand scale, which was Whiplash. Apparently it was filmed in 19 days, which is wow. insane. 19 have you seen Whiplash, Ali? Oh yeah, you know I really liked it. Not a fan mm. of his, uh, his films to come after that. <laughs> yeah, his methods. I'm not. I couldn't oh, possibly uh, comment. Damien but... Chazelle. Yeah, so he did La La Land after Whiplash. I didn't La enjoy La Whiplash. I thought it was very visceral. Mm. Like so another that short, short film shot in the short period of time but really good quite similar to host yeah here for a short film i figured you guys had done the snyder cut a few weeks ago i thought i'd give you an easy one to uh, oh, needed. <laughs> this one is really good i mean this is definitely like i said it was very easy to watch and i feel like people could definitely enjoy this just if they want something enjoy Yes, enjoy. Did you not enjoy it? <laughs> because you said it was good. You like you said you loved the concept, and I think the concept is just. The I main. do love the concept. I do. It's such and... a, it's such a relatable concept, honestly. Like it actually, kind of got me wanting to make a Zoom film because it <gasps> seems it may it does it does seem like it's something. It makes it seem like it's something that's quite possible. Mm. You know, there are a few expensive the expensive bits with the effects, the jump scares. You know. Uh, the stunts and whatnot, but apart from that, it did give me ideas. It's like I love films like this, which open up the possibility or give you inspiration to make films which aren't so grandiose, like you know MCU films or the big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. I like these kind of small scale films, which and it works. It actually works. So yeah, totally. And I feel like. I've got a couple of questions for you off the back of that, but I, I love how in lockdown as a positive thing, and this is kind of outside of the film, but also interrelated, just like how people have really embraced the DIY nature of stuff, you know, people yep. cutting their own hair. And in fact, yep. I think, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but in in Host, when the Emma character, when she has that really creepy like filter mask in her kitchen oh, yeah, the lizard one oh yeah, that's <laughs> the floating and she does that um invisible man style thing she grabs the flower from the kitchen oh, yeah. counter and i was mm-hmm. like see the is that, yep. is it because she is baking bread in lockdown was that like a little <laughs> joke <laughs> like how she everyone was baking flower. bread Yes, you know there are a few there are a few bits like that. There was one bit where I think was it Radisson? She was coughing, and oh, then yeah. Emma said Corona. I was like, yeah, amazing, I know it's a joke. Yeah. Well, my like theory. Did. Don't you? Okay, so and I'm sure that this has been said before, but my reading was like this invisible malevolent force that people are you know, terrified of, powerless against. Did you read that as being coronavirus itself? I never did until just now. Yep, literally, until you said it. Oh, my uh, That's kind of blown my mind. Oh, I need my to go gosh. Back and, what and the hell? And think about it. 
There are layers to this film, man. Damn. You know what? I just realized when Gemma went to Haley's place, she took off her mask. If she kept it on, maybe maybe she would have made it to the end. Did she make it to the end? So you're yeah. saying what? This film is a, an hour long advert on why you should keep your mask on. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it worked on me. I ain't taken off my mask. There you go. <laughs> Wow. I'm keeping that on. Wow, that's crazy. Do you, do you think, though, because I I was kind of like, oh, I'm a little bit too late to bring this film to the podcast because it kind of feels like, you know, I was out this weekend and it's like... We've done the Truman kind of Show. That was coming, that was out in the <laughs> 19... Well, when, oh, I forgot the release date. Basically, we don't care about how old the film is <laughs> around here. We don't. We like a film, we just talk about it, honestly. But do you think that it still feels as relevant or do you think that like this lockdown, you know, does it feel kind of like, oh, that's something that we've come out of now, the other side, and that's past? I mean, hopefully, oh, like, no. you know, fingers this crossed. Will, this film will always be, be relevant. It's, I think it's, it's kind of a part of history, what's hmm. what's gone on in the past year yeah. or so. And I mean, if you watch this film, you'll definitely, everyone can relate to what we went through. That time in society where we all had to communicate through Zoom or Microsoft Teams mm. or whatever medium it is. It, all, it will never become... It's, it's timeless, is what I'm trying to say, really. But I feel like um, some of the horrors that we see even refer yeah. to times that we we wouldn't even think about now. But exactly. at that time, it was just like that. That's so, very yeah, true. It's going to be very, very like relatable. And Definitely. It's something we can all relate to, that whole the, the Zoom thing. So, uh, yeah. I think it, there will be relevance, no matter how far removed we get from the situation we're in now. It will always be relevant because we'll always remember it as the time we were all on Zoom, social distancing, face masks, that coronavirus word, all of it. So yeah, we'll show it to our grandkids as a historical document. Literally, this is what I live through. But you're complaining because you had to cross the road by yourself. <laughs> 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 don't know how that really is. We get to a stage where Zoom calls will be such old technology. It's like we use holograms now. What the hell is that Zoom? About? We teleport now. What are you on about? Yeah, they probably won't be meeting people IRL then. They're like, what? You even mm. went outside? It's and all even VR on that, now. But we're not even that far. We're not even that far beyond the events on in the film in terms of being on zoom lots of people are still working from home now yeah virtually so they still have to go and zoom every every working day so it's still very much relevant and i think going forward that's going to be more normal if anything remote working or flexible working and that just doing things online yeah because everyone's it's been proven that we can do it it's been proven that it can be successful with working from home and you save money on like mm. properties if it's some kind of company like so if anything host is kind of Predicts in the future, really. So it's, it's going to be go like that. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh boy, not my future. <laughs> Have you got any other theories or favorite details that spring to mind from this? I'm still thinking about what you said about the evil spirits being some sort of metaphor for the the pandemic or coronavirus that's that's nuts mm. i mean i wonder i don't know if that was intended 
um that's not like intended savage, like, if you're listening to this it, <laughs> yeah the more i think about it the more relevant the more it makes sense so that's quite interesting so, and i think that's yeah no sorry you go no i was just gonna say that maybe that's why when i did watch this in the cinema it kind of felt less less terrifying and maybe more celebratory because it's like you're actually sitting with other people and you, the jokes were funnier and the scares were maybe yeah. less intense. Mm. I kind of want to watch this again on my laptop. <laughs> I, I, I do because I think I want I want that experience too. Like that feeling of just, yeah. um, it actually is like on a Zoom call, like in front of me, this could be happening to me, but I'm not in it involved at all. I'm not involved at all in this at all. I don't want to be involved in this kind of thing. <laughs> I can't emphasize how much I'm paranoid about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one maybe minor theory about whether was it Haley who introduced them all to this, right? Mm-hmm. I have a theory that she might be complicit with everything <gasps> that's going on. I had a, I thought that too at some point, but because she's got gut, so yeah, you know, she's done this. I believe she said in the film she's done this before. Yeah, Ooh, and she was really strict. She was really strict on the rules because she said, uh, "You got to take this seriously. You can't take the piss out of the spirit. It doesn't like that." And yeah. she was proper angry at her friend for taking the piss, while everyone else who had no idea what they'd been let into, what they were just they were just you know laughing, but she was just, "Oh my god." That's such trouble. a good point. Why was she so invested in it? I yeah, never. Yeah, thought I think to she's complicit. That. And we didn't actually see whether she survived at the end or not. I think it cut with that. Mm. By the way, that final jump scare, oh my, my chest. Uh, <laughs> that very final one. Oh, that was just the director teasing. He's just teasing us, man. That was insane. But I do think Haley might have been complicit. Somehow. Even though she played, she played along well. She played along well, like as if she was going through everything the others were going through in the same capacity but no i think she was complicit her and salem definitely complicit you might be onto something Mm. it's a theory i might it might be complete bs but from what i've seen it's definitely holds some weight another interesting fact about the the script and i I think quite a bit of it was improvised and all of the cast actually are good friends in real life. And those are all of their real life names as well. So I think that's why we oh. sense that authenticity in the interaction. Oh, but nice. the, the their actual character arcs, they, they didn't necessarily see the entire scripts with all of the other characters. And so they kind of, they knew what their parts were, but when they were seeing how each of the other girls were, being killed that was like their real life reaction they didn't know it was oh, going to happen and they were watching it so that's why their responses Ooh. are so real and I raw yeah. i love that so much i did feel there actually yeah i like i like that they're real life friends because you don't even have to force any chemistry it's just a real bunch of friends when they get together here's a here's a loose kind of structure to follow the rest you're going to improvise i love that yeah that's why it feels really refreshing it's like what we're doing now and it's also funny because like ed and i have never 
met or even spoken to each other before. Um, and two of the writers of the film had also never met when they made this. Um, and then I think they met for the first time at one of the screenings. So it's like this weird, very relatable, like in lockdown, you can meet people online, create things online, like we're doing this podcast now. It's cool. It's a positive outcome. Oh, cool. Hello. I don't want to say anything, but you cutting out the spirits. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> we have sorry. to keep this in. <laughs> Is this even me who's returned? Don't do this. Or am I? Tell us. <laughs> your name even earlier? No, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Goodbye. I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know, That's man. Hilarious. It's all too. It's all a bit too fitting. We're talking about the host, and these exact events oh happened. Gosh, that's not even funny. Oh no, <laughs> I'm scared right now. I'm laughing, but I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez but can you confirm you are still Ali um yes I am still the one uh, known as she, Ali she sounded just like that when I was working with her she's back it's her <laughs> <laughs> yeah we oh, should say man. so Charles and I actually met working together at the company that owns Shudder oh yeah oh, I'm technically there as well Yes, yes, yes you are. So uh, Shudder has a a place in my heart. Introduced me to Charles Literally. and made the film host. So Literally. two nice. very positive things. Yeah, I didn't know it's much. All falling into place. Literally, <laughs> Shudder's got a lot of stuff. It's like it's like made for horror fans and it's by horror fans. I feel like it's got a lot of content, different kinds. After yeah, even, it's really good. I'll be honest, I hadn't even heard of the platform Shudder. Before this, to be fair, so I'm gonna look at streaming up. services are like all over the place nowadays. I found out that oh yeah, so many of them, so many have just popped so up. Many. Like it's mad. Shudder, shudder, shudder. Oh yeah, I just googled it. It's a subscription I think service. You can do a free trial. Nice. Yeah, it it started out a little bit ropey. I think the uh, the user interface was not the most uh, robust, but now you can get it through it's Amazon. Good, it? It's good. It looks like it's got the Walking Dead, if I'm that, not mistaken. That makes sense, I think. Nice. Okay. I mean, originally, originally this would be an app which I stay well clear of. But now, <laughs> after being part of this freaky deaky little situation, we were in like with the interference and whatnot. Now you're in. You need to find out more about horror. Now you can combat the darkness, dude. Let's if I if I make it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like you have. Uh, we need to kind of unpack your relationship with horror a little bit here, Ed. I feel like you can, you have a place for it. I'll be honest. Is I'll I'll tell you the exact thing is jump scares. Jump scares. Mm. Because when whenever I watch um whenever I watch films which are heavy in jump scares the second time, I'm completely fine. Mm. No matter how scary is, I'm completely fine the second time is the fear of the unknown and. Directors love doing this thing where they subvert your expectations. It'll be silent for ages. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, that just makes my heart jump. I just, it's not it's not nice the first time, I'll be honest. I don't actually enjoy those. But they do <laughs> terrify me. But 
whenever I rewatch it, I know exactly what's coming and when. Yeah. And I can actually appreciate the quality of the film a lot more. <laughs> so that's what it is. It is quite literally jump scares. I think, All right. I think, you got I me. I think that's good though, because you experience the film first. It gets you scared, then you appreciate it afterwards, the second watch. I think that's kind of cool, man. Although I do feel like in lesser films to the one that we've been discussing, I do often feel like jump scares can kind of be a bit of an easy or a cheap win and can kind Mm -hmm. of be a substitute for quality. Mm. And that's that's actually one of the major points. When when there's no payoff for the jump scares, when it's just put in for no real reason other than to... I mean, of course, if it's, if it's a horror film to scare you, obviously, but sometimes it just feels needless, and that's when I hate it. This feels so mm, cheap. I agree. Uh, Ali, have you seen Midsummer? Yes, I have, a few times. <laughs> that is the film that fan. traumatizes him the most. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there a particular um, <laughs> moment enough. or motif? Funny enough, that film doesn't have that many jump scares, if any. It doesn't. At all. It's just so trippy. Mm-hmm. So damn trippy. It's crazy, man. The scenes in the film, I don't know how they filmed it. Like, no, well, the, I know I know your scene, which scene you're talking the one about. The scene where dude. he's surrounded. Oh, yes. oh yes. my gosh, that was so weird to see. The scene where he's surrounded by... Well, I wonder, the way I'm going to describe it, it doesn't sound so terrible. <laughs> he's surrounded by a naked woman and he's having sex with a woman and I'm like uh, if you watch it you see what I mean I just uh, it's trippy yeah I thought you were gonna say the one with the old man on the rock that's the one that's the first one that was the first like whoa that one was uh, (laughs) that's when I realised what the hell am I watching it was so real. It was so real. The way he dropped in his face just fell off and he hit the rock. Oh my gosh. That was the first what a wow moment of that whole entire film. So we have the director's cut on Blu-ray as well, which... There's a director's cut. No, no. As in, Harry Astor himself. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Have you seen Hereditary, which is Harry Astor's... I think it was his first film. It was the first one that I became aware of. I saw like... I've seen that one, but I think it was like a short film he did before that, and that one's just as twisted as anything else, man. Honestly, you need oh, to watch really? it on YouTube. It's like uh, like less than twenty minutes, I think. Oh my gosh, oh, cool. it's so twisted. But yeah, I've seen Hereditary. <laughs> All right, I might need to watch, watch that after yeah, this. But let me know what you think, please. I haven't seen Hereditary. Do I want to watch Hereditary? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know you well enough. I mean, I would recommend it to anyone. I love it, but I, um, if you're not into the kind of spooky, ghostly, demonic thing, maybe not. He's gonna leave. He's gonna. Leave. He's, <laughs> he's left. He's left, hasn't he? Yep, he's gone. He's not. He's gone. Oh no, I'm still here. <laughs> the, the spirit hasn't taken me okay. yet. <laughs> so I don't know if you'll like this one. I feel like he could. If he could like Midsummer now. That would become a completely different person. Yeah. <laughs> I would be interested to see if you could watch it. Maybe we'll do an episode. Of... Ali, would you come back for that if we do an episode of Hereditary? Oh, I would love to. Or even Just Midsummer. Just tell me the date and the time. I've, tra- I've traumatized myself with Midsummer. Might as well discuss it. Hey. Get as much value for it as possible. <laughs> so, fuck it, let's get fucked up probably then. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. You know what would be hilarious? I think, like, obviously, quite early stages of the podcast, but. Eventually, when we get some video content going or do some live reactions, yeah, 
I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm suggesting this because I'm going to be the victim of this. But <laughs> film my reactions as I'm watching some of these horrors. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, mine will just be keeping a straight face on like car movies and stuff. It's going to be so. Direct, it'll, it'll be full of me just looking away from the screen. I'm telling you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll come soon. That'll come soon. Oh yeah, I think that's pretty much the hosts. Unless you guys have any other stuff you want to cover. Is there anything else you want to discuss? No, I feel it would be fitting for the podcast episode to not be longer than the film itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're getting up there. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, Sweet. It's been a real, real honour to be on your show, you guys. You've brought me much, much joy over the past few months that you've been running. It's my favourite show. It's always nice to hear your voices. It's nice to actually be a part of the conversation proper. Ali, you're always welcome back here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You honour us. Thank you. And I apologise again for putting you through host. Never (laughs) apologise. This film is amazing. (laughs) It's too late. The damage is done. My God. Right. Until next time's traumatic experience, we... Uh, out. Peace. Bye.